Mark 8, uh, verse 22 through 25. And I I do NLT. Uh, Here we go. So he says, when they arrived in Bethesda, it says, watch this. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus. So now Jesus and the disciples get to a certain place. And there are some people, watch this, who brought this man who was blind to Jesus. It said, and they begged him to touch the man and to heal him. Verse 23 says, Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out to the village. Then spitting on the man's eye, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? So then verse 24 says, the man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Verse 26 says, then Jesus sent him away saying, don't go back into the village. Uh, uh, don't go back into the village on your way home. All right, so the title of this morning's service, uh, uh, sermon is, Lord, I need you to touch that again, okay? Lord, I need you to touch that uh, again. And I, I already see mom smiling. She probably don't even need to hear the rest of the sermon. She already know where we're going with it. She already typed yesterday. She can go ahead, go ahead and log off, mom. Listen, I see you, Tracy. Y'all don't, need, y'all don't need this. I'm taking the rest of the day off. Y'all don't need this sermon. Watch this. Lord, I need you to touch this again. Now watch this. Here's the thing, because I've, I've read this several times and the story has always been a little odd to me because usually when we see Jesus performing a miracle, we see him do something and we see instant results or we see him touch someone and the next thing you know, they can see. We see him tell somebody who can't walk, get up. And the man gets up and can walk. We see him, t- somebody, and he forgives him. So we see him do all this stuff and everything always works. But in this case, this man comes to Jesus and Jesus spits in his eyes, lays his hands on him. And you would assume that at that point he would be able to see. But then Jesus says, can you see clearly? Watch this. Here's what's so funny about it. Why would Jesus ask him, can he see? Jesus knew the man couldn't see clearly. He asked, now, can listen, can you see now? He already knew he couldn't see now. But the thing is, I'm, I am 100% convinced that if Jesus wanted, wanted him to see clearly the first time, he would have touched him and he would have been able to see the first time. Now, why didn't he, this happen? I have no clue. Why wouldn't he just touch him in the first time? I don't know. But the thing we do know is that, like the Bible says, all scripture is written for instruction. All scripture is written for reproof. All scripture is written to encourage. And so we know that we can get encouragement from this. And sometimes we get so caught up in the why. Well, why didn't it happen the first time? How come this didn't happen the first time he touched him? Well, how come he still can't see clearly that we forget the fact that who cares if we don't understand the why or who cares if we don't understand the how? The fact of the matter is, is Jesus was still there and he was willing to touch him again. Watch this. He was still there and he still asked him about his condition. He didn't just touch him and didn't care what happened. He touched him and then asked him, how was it doing? Watch this. Sometimes we got to understand that those things that concern us and those things that burden us, watch this, that God, this isn't even on my point. Y'all getting holy, y'all getting holy ghost preaching right here. This isn't even in my notes. Watch this, Tracy, that some of the, Tanya, some of the parts that hurt us, Brenda, some of the parts that still hurt us on the inside, that yes, God is still concerned. Watch this about how you feel about that. He is still concerned. Watch this. He knew he knew he couldn't see, but he is still concerned to see how do you still feel about this? How does this still affect you? How is this still how is this bothering you? Does, does this thing still matters to you? And, and I'm trying to tell you the fact that Jesus touched this man and then still showed concern for his 
eyesight and wanted to know how could he see. And I don't know who needed to know this this morning, but but I'm telling you, this is not, this is, I can email y'all the notes if you want to see them. This is not in the notes. This is the spirit speaking that someone needs to know this morning that God is concerned about that same thing. I see you, my right in their hand, that he is concerned about that same thing that is on your heart, that thing that is on your mind, the thing that everybody told you you should have been past, the thing that everybody told you you should have gotten over by now, the same thing that people say shouldn't be hurting you, the same thing that people laugh at when you say, well, that's the only thing that's bothering you, that small thing, yeah, it's small to them, but it's not small to you. And the same way Jesus touched this man and then asked him, can you see anything now that he, Tracy, listen, Keisha, Brenda, he is still asking Karen, is this still a thing for you? Why? Because I am still here. Watch this. And I will touch it again. Uh Uh-oh, that's it. I got a whole nother page of notes, but I don't feel like I even need to get to it. Watch this. He says, "How how is that thing? Because watch this. I am still here and I will touch it again if I have to touch it again. All right. We preach it already. We preach it. Where's, where's, hey, Manny, can you go give me some water? I need some water, bro. Uh, uh, um, Because I don't have any armor bears here in my church. Here we go. So anyway, here we go. Um, I don't need it. Uh, watch this. So, so, so I just, I just forgot the water. It's on me, not anybody else. Um, he said, he said, he says, I'm still here. And watch, yes, that's where I see it. He still, he cares. I'm still here and I can what? And I will touch it again. And, and so watch this. So does it really matter? why in the world he had to touch him twice? Does it really matter? Like, well, why when he touched him the first time, he couldn't see anything? Does it really, we can go deep if you want to, but but at the end, does it matter? No, Jesus was there and he asked him, could you, how do you see? And the man told him what? He says, I, I see, but it's not clear. And then he did what? Then he put his hands on the man's eyes again. Watch this. Let's go back to the start of the story. Number one, point number one. Well, I guess we already did point number one. Let me address these points. That's what that we just did point number one. Here's point number two. The Holy Spirit did point number one. So I, I got to adjust my notes. Here's point number two. Point number two, watch this. Get some people around you who care the way the people in verse 22 cared about this man. Get, get listen. I'm not about abandoning anybody, but you need to make sure that the circle around you, watch this, are people, watch what happened. They, number one, they brought the man to Jesus, okay? They brought him to Jesus. Get some people around you who know where to take you when your heart is broken, who knows where to take you when you're tripping, who knows where to take you when you're fussing, who knows where to take you when you're getting short tempered, who knows where, who knows how to talk to you when you're losing your mind, who watch this. Some of us are so used to being the strong one. We don't even have strong ones around us because we're always the strong ones. And so all we have around us are a bunch of weak people. All we have around us, look at my, my can't handle the rest. All we have around us, watch this, is a bunch of people who take. Watch this, Tanya. All we have around us are a bunch of people who need, need, need. And by the way, we're supposed to be there for people who need. I, I, listen, God is going to put people around me who need because he's blessed me to be a blessing to them. But at some point, even the strong people need strong people around them to take them to the Father when they're not strong enough to go themselves. Who will, who will, who will, who will say, Rick, I know you're a preacher. I know you know the Bible, but you tripping about this. And I need you to check yourself and I need to bring you to the Father because you off base about this, Pastor. And you ain't living right when it comes to this. And you not living right. With, listen, let me tell you something. I am so blessed 
that I, that God sits here in my life. She don't. She don't listen. Don't. She don't want to be called nobody's first lady. She's not. She's not. Oh, my husband's a pastor. She don't care nothing about that. She will sit me down and be like, "You dead wrong about this, and that's not right, and you ain't living right when it comes to this." She don't care about no title, no position. She is not amazed. She's not in awe by none of that. Listen, and, and listen. And some people need people in their lives who ain't in awe with what God is doing through you, but they see the human in you and they're willing to check the human in you. And we need people, watch this, watch this, because we're not just going to stop it. We'll bring you to Jesus. Watch this, who will bring you to Jesus. Watch, because they brought him to him, but they didn't just drop him there. They then begged Jesus to touch the man, the Bible says, and to heal him. Do we have anybody in our lives who will bring us to Jesus? Watch this, and then we'll plead on our behalf. I need people in my life who aren't selfish with their prayers, who every time they pray, they asking God to do this for them. Give me this. Give me that. Do this. For, listen, I am standing for you, before you today, and I know that there is no way in the world in my life I would have made it out alive without my mom spending more time in prayer for me than she spent praying for herself. Listen, listen, I know for a fact that Eugenia White spent more time on her knees praying for Claude, praying for Perrin, praying for Jason, praying for Janah, then she spent in prayer for herself. And the way that I know is because the fruit of it is evident in my life. Because God knows when I was a teen and in my early 20s, I wasn't praying for myself. Listen, come on. I wasn't going before, I was not going before the throne of grace praying for insight, praying for wisdom. I wasn't going to the throne praying for protection. Some of us are where we are today. Karen is where she is today. Brenda is where she is today. Tanya, you're where you are today through any trials. We are here today because there are people who spend time in prayer for us when they could have spent their praying for themselves and their own burdens and their own things, that they sat here and they sat there and they prayed for you. And not only do I need people around me that's going to bring me to Jesus and it's going to plead on the Father on my behalf, I need to make sure that I am the type of person that will do that for others. Because listen, I can sit here and we can clap and we can shout about, yeah, I got to make sure that th I got this in my life and I got this kind of person. Like, yes, but I need to also make sure that I'm the type of person that will bring someone where they need to go and that I will sit on, I will lay on my face in prayer on their behalf for God to touch them and for God to heal them. Listen, let me tell you something. If there's one thing we do when you leave church today, if there's someone in your life that you know has prayed for you, you better text them or call them today and say, thank you for praying for me. Throughout my life, I know you prayed for me and I wanna thank you for praying for me. If you know that there's anybody, I could have. it could have been a coworker, it could have been a parent, it could have been a sister, it could have been somebody from your church. Y'all better text somebody today and say, I know you have spent time in your life praying for me, and I just want to thank you for doing that. I ain't preaching in a while. I got to drink some water. My throat's dry. I got to stop taking preaching breaks. Here we go. We, we, need, we, need, to, we need to thank somebody for praying for us and dedicate ourselves to praying for other people. I see you, Manny said, we'll do that. They said, we'll do. That's right. That's right, Jason. I see you. Here we go. So <clears throat> that was point number two. Get those people around you. They brought them to Jesus and they pleaded on his behalf. We need to make sure that we're also those kinds of people um, as well. Point number two that we got to get from this, from this situation where Jesus touched this man and he said, I can see, uh, uh, but it's not clear. 
He said, I can see, but 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 the, the people look like trees. They look like trees moving about. Things are still a little bit, a little bit blurry. Watch this. So we did point one and point two. Point three, watch this, that you still haven't seen your best yet. Okay, watch this, that you still haven't seen your best yet. When Jesus touched this man and now all of a sudden he said, yeah, I can see, but people look like trees. Watch this. That was better than what he had before. Okay, that was better than what he had before, because before he couldn't see anything and he couldn't see clearly, but it was clear enough for him to understand these aren't trees, they're people. (coughs) Excuse me. They're not trees, they're people. They just look like trees. And so it was better than it was before. Watch this. Do not get complacent or think God is done with you simply because now is better than what was. Now is just now. God has a future for you. God has more for you. Watch this. Crystal scripture, Romans 8, and all things are still working together for your good. And so this man could have been complacent and just saying, yeah, 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 I can see now. It's a little blurry, but I'm good. He says, no, 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 no. Jesus says, I don't want to leave you just there, that there is more coming, that just because I made it better than what it is before doesn't mean that I'm done working in your life now. That yes, Brenda is in a better place than she was 20 years ago. And yes, Keisha and Perrin are in better places than they were just 10, just 10, 10 months ago. But but I have have better for you. And don't get complacent thinking that just because now is better than then, that there isn't anything more in your future. Because now is good for now. And now is where he has you now. And what he did for this man was touch him one time. And that one touch was able to clarify some things. That one touch was able to bring a few things. Because look, now at least I can tell the difference between trees and people. I know these aren't the trees. These are people. They just look like trees. And so let's watch this. That, that things that weren't clear before, watch this, he made them clear now. So, so watch this, while I'm still waiting for next, I am thankful for now. Come on, I am thankful for now, that while I'm waiting for what's coming up, that watch this, that while the trees still, while the people still look like trees and it's still blurry, I'm glad that at least I can tell the difference now between the trees and between the people. At least I know now that the people aren't trees and those trees, are, I can see, I'm not finished yet. I got I, I got this dry throat. I'm not finished yet. And God's not done with me yet. But at least I'm not where I was. At least I can tell the difference between these trees and these people. Watch this. My bank account isn't where I want it to be. Or my finances may not be. But it isn't what it used to be. Come on, somebody. Watch this. And that I know that I have everything that I need, what, for today. And I have everything that I need for what? Now. Amen. And so point number three is, is that I haven't seen the best yet, that I haven't been exposed to the best yet, that God is still working these things out in my life. And watch this. I am, I am experiencing the first touch. Some of us need, what? listen, some of us need to remind ourselves when you get down and you're still praying and you're hoping and you're waiting, sometimes you need to encourage, we got our impact statement. Some of us need to write that down, that I am still living from the first touch. Come on, waiting for the second touch. He just touched him the first time. And he said, I am still what? Wait, I am still living in the first touch, waiting. Why? I see you, Tracy, waiting for what? Waiting for the second touch. And so verse 23, they say that Jesus did what? Did what? Spit on his eyes. He laid his hands on the man, said, could you see anything? The man looked around. He said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then we see what? So this, this is going to take us to point number four. Point four, watch this. He was honest about his situation. Come on. He was honest about his situation. He said, yes, I see, but, it, but the people look like trees moving around. 
And, and that caught that caused Jesus to do what? To touch him again. He didn't lie about where he was. He didn't lie about the state of his affairs. He didn't lie about how he felt. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't try to make it seem better than what it was. Sometimes we we sit here and want to pretend like we've got things all together. We want to pretend like we got stuff figured out. Pretending will get you nowhere. Pretending like everything is perfect and everything is fine will not get you anywhere. Watch this. Jesus asked him, could he see anything? And he said, yes, I can, but it's not clear. We have to ask ourselves, am I blocking the blessings in my life that I stored up simply because I'm afraid to tell someone that things are not perfect, that I that I still have a need. Watch this, that the that the that the people still look like trees to me and I can't find am I watch this. Am I am I blocking the second touch in my life? Oh because I won't be straight up honest. Watch this. Not because Jesus already knew he couldn't see, but am I not being honest with God in my prayers? Am I not being honest with God when I'm talking to him? Am I not being honest with myself? Listen, if that man would have said, yeah, I'm good. I can see and walked away. Jesus would have never touched him that second time. And he never would have had his vision restored completely. But he was honest about what he saw. So that first point, that first point, that first Holy Ghost point, I don't even remember it because it's not about notes. The Holy Ghost gave us that uh, 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 was was was, um, was what it doesn't matter why or how the first touch didn't work. Jesus was there for the second one. OK, number two, get people around you who care and be a person around others who care. They brought him to Jesus and not just brought him there. They did what they pleaded on his behalf. And, and and they beg Jesus to heal him. Number number three, we haven't seen our best yet. I see you man in me too. We haven't seen our best yet. Three, uh, four, he was what? Honest about the situation. All right, here we go. Point number four. Point number four, this is very important for us to get. So he says what? I see, the, I, 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 I see the people, but they look like trees to me and they're just moving around. And then what happened? Then Jesus placed his hand on the man again and then his eyes was open and his sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Point number four, five is Jesus will not leave you lacking anything that you need. He is, listen, it doesn't matter if he has to touch you once, if he had to touch this man twice, if he had to touch him a third time, if no matter what he had to do, Crystal, no matter what has to happen, Karen, watch this. He will not leave you lacking anything that you need. So and watch this. And some of that is, and some of that is in what we've talked about before, where if, if, if we're honest about our situations, he's placed us in community with people who can help us do things and can help us get what we need. I was just told Sister Tanya a couple of weeks ago, bless somebody with some furniture right off, like off instinct. She didn't know all that, all that happened was somebody said they had a need and she gave them something. But that's because she was on, well, number one, because this person's in the community of people of givers. And that's what we do here at Impact, a whole community of givers, people who look to make an impact in people's lives because we're not attached to things. Watch this. And Jesus will use us. God will use us as an avenue to bless people. Watch this. Psalm 37, 25 says what? I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. That listen, as, as long as God is in your life, he will, you will, he will never see to it. He will see to it that you are never, not just you, but your children are never left begging for 
anything. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, the rain and snow comes down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth and they cause grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. He says, in the same way, the same way you can count on the rain and snow coming from the heavens to put water on the ground so seeds can grow and people can eat. He says, the same way that happens when I send my word out, it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper every single place I send it. Listen, just because you think something hasn't happened yet or something hasn't come through, listen, God can touch it again. Y'all know how we do with these impact statements. Somebody may need to write that down and you may need to have a whole list because I get this from my mother. I've seen it. My mother will make a list and my mother will take that list to the wall. My mother will write it on a marker on a board and will tape a scripture to the wall in a second. Y'all get an index card and you might need to make a list of things that the Lord needs to touch again. Listen, you may be waiting for God. Touch my business again. Touch my finances again. Touch my son again. Touch my daughter again. Touch my niece and my nephew again. Touch my family again. Touch my house again. Listen, the, the same way this man said, listen, you touched me and I can see a little more clearly. I know the difference now between the trees and people, but the people still look like trees. And Jesus did what? Touched him again. Sometimes it's that inner space inside of us. That, that Sometimes, listen, those places inside of us that still hurt from something that someone has done to us. Touch that place again, Lord. Forgiveness that needs to happen in my life for restoration. Touch that hurting place again, Lord. Listen, this, the, the, the disappointments of something that did not work out the way you thought it was going to work out. And now you're dealing with disappointment or you're dealing with regret or you're dealing with shame. God, touch that place again. And for some of us, it may you may wake up tomorrow and ask him to touch that place and he'll touch it and heal it and it's good. And for some of us, you're going to wake up on the third day or four days from now or five days from now and you're going to wake up and the people are still going to look like trees and you're going to have to be honest with yourself and say this place still hurts but god touch it again you'll wake up and you say this is still not the way that i know you promised it lord and you said that when your word goes forth the same way i can count on rain falling from the sky and getting the ground wet but things growing from that, I can count on your word to accomplish it. And it hasn't accomplished it yet. And so I need you to touch it again. Listen, I'm not praying for the first touch. He touched me all right. I'm already, I'm, some of us, we're praying for the fourth touch and for the fifth touch. Don't forget about the, the story that Jesus gave about the woman who, 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 who went before a judge and said, this judge didn't care nothing about God. He didn't fear God and couldn't care less about people. But the woman pers was persistent and bothered him so much that he said, give this woman whatever it is that she wants. And he had no reason whether it was for God or man to do it. He did it because she bugged him. And some of us need to, it's going to take you waking up every morning and praying every morning, Lord, touch this again. Some hurts are so deep, whether it's the loss of a family member, there are especially around the holidays, people deal with the loss of family members and changing family dynamics, and it hurts you to the core. And you may have to wake up during the holiday season. Lord, heal that place. Touch it again. And for some of us, that's the prayer that we have, and we are learning. And listen, isn't that lesson much more valuable than me going back and explaining why Jesus had to touch the man twice, or why breaking down? Well, here's why. Who cares? The fact of the matter is that he needed to be touched twice, 
And Jesus touched him twice. And if you need two touches, if you need three touches, this is what's so beautiful about the prayer that Jesus gave. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says what? Give us this day our daily bread. Give me the touch that I need for today. Touch me for Sunday, Lord. When I wake up today, give me that Monday touch that I need. When I got to go into the office and I don't feel like going to the office, give me the touch that I need to go into the office. When I've got a meeting and I don't feel like dealing with the stuff that's going on in the meeting or I got some tough family situations, give us this day our daily bread. Come on, somebody. And I, the touch that I need for today touch me today. And when I get up tomorrow, I need tomorrow's touch. And when I get up on Wednesday, I need Wednesday's touch. And you know what? When Jesus touched that man, his vision was still blurry. Jesus did not leave. He asked him about the condition and he said, ah, it's better, but I still, but I, it's still blurry. And he did what? And he touched him. And the same way you'll wake up the next day and you ask for that second touch, God will touch you again. And do not be afraid to be honest about that situation and say, God, I need, I, I see you, Manny. You're learning that 10 years old. I, touch me again. Touch me again. All right, y'all, let's pray. 